0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hey,
1: it's TechFan89. I'm Tim Robertson. Yes, I know you didn't get a show last week. That's, well, I'm lazy. I just didn't feel like doing it. David, uh, he gets two weeks of vacation. Who the hell gets two weeks of vacation? Well, that's David Cohen does this time. So uh, I didn't want to skip another week, so I went back to my old compatriots from the MyMac Podcast days. Uh first of all we've got the original co-host of the My Mac Podcast, Chad Perry. Howdy. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Chad Perry and I had done the podcast for you for a few years and then we brought in a third person who was already contributing to the podcast at the time. Yep. But this kind of put him on, you know, the main stage, I guess. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pre recorded, put it that way. Yeah. And uh he became the third host of the My Mac podcast. And he is actually the current host of the MyMac podcast, and that's Guy Searle.
2: Hey, yeah, I, 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 uh, this may have been a mistake. Pup, pup, pup,
1: pup. <laughs> so, Guy's uh, professionalism has gone up <laughs> a greatly, a fantastically. <laughs> you know, I was actually, uh, <clears throat> as Guy knows, did you guys mention on the MyMac podcast yet the the new site?
2: Uh when we did the show last week we i hadn't gotten the email from you that it was live yet we did say that that there was uh, a new sh- a new site coming just for the MyMac podcast and it wouldn't be that difficult to figure out what the url was going to be
1: but we didn't actually say the name we you just didn't put tomorrow. you just didn't put the dot .com show. at the end <laughs> mm-hmm. it's MyMacPodcast.com. uh it has the same wordpress theme feel as tech Fam podcast Different graphics and stuff. i got to update the ones of David and I. He looks goofy. Uh, and he sent me a better picture. So, nah. And uh, really the, the reason behind giving Guy and Gaz a dedicated website to the MyMac podcast, not that they're divorcing themselves from mm-hmm. MyMac.com. That's not going to happen. But I wanted them to be able to steer people to any back content. So if they're saying, hey, we talked about this. And uh, show three hundred or four hundred or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to mymac.com and search, and you get a thousand results and scroll, scroll, scroll. You just send them to uh, mymac podcast. Tell them it was recorded in whatever month it was. So if we clicked on October 2011, you'll see. Uh, oh, that's the hijack episode. That was actually kind of funny. That mm-hmm.
2: yeah, was. Well, we should mm-hmm. do that. Well, are we going to do that again this year? I think so.
1: Yeah, it's, that's, we're still two months in? out. Yeah, we're still two months out. I think that would be fun to do. Uh, and we're going to have to pick somebody else this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like last time, uh, who was it that you, Scott Wilsey did yours? No, no. Yeah, Scott Wilsey did. Yeah. So, yeah. And, somebody and else did do um, my Mac. Uh
2: Pocket Size Podcast. Yes.
1: We'll switch it around again this year. I think that was uh, a lot of fun. Something to do. hmm And uh, it's a new tradition. The fan noises are going to get louder now because my iMac is just not happy about being hot.
2: Oh, uh, those kinds of fan noises! I yes. thought it was
1: the mob outside. that was it cheering is. because well, we, we got the we're sicking the dogs on them. <laughs> if Chad talks loud, it'll cause the dogs to start barking. By the yeah. way, they they like him. They just don't trust him. <laughs>
0: they,
1: well, who does? Well, they smell the embezzlement on him. <laughs> 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 so. Uh, of course, this isn't my Mac. This is TechFan, but I still wanted to uh, give a shout-out to the new website. Um, we hired this great designer to, to do... Oh, wait. No, that was me. I did the whole thing. <laughs> and it's, it's I hope you paid very yourself good. well. Yeah, I did. I gave myself a raise because of that. Nice. All right. So uh, we do talk about Mac stuff. We do talk about iPhone stuff, but we really focus on technology as a whole. And as such, it seems like the big news this week... And I don't know if you guys have been following along or not. Uh, we'll start with you, Guy. Twitter in a kerfluffle. They, uh, they come out yeah. and they say, this is what you can do if you're going to write a Twitter client. It seems to me they're really trying to piss off their developers. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, and when you think about Twitter, it was the third-party apps that made twitter what it was hell their icon the bird yeah that came from Mm twitterific it wasn't even originally theirs they adopted this icon from a third-party developer and made it their own and now they're kind of turning around and spitting in their face what do you think guy
2: well i think this is this is more along the lines of of what happens to a lot of you know popular social media sites just before the downfall they, you know, I mean, the, the same kind of thing happened with Facebook where, where they, they get this idea in their head well, well, we're too big to fail. So they kind of uh, take Are a dump they? on the, the people that, that help push the, the social media site in the first place. Uh, in this case, you know, I, I think the, um, what it is is you can have up to, if, if you have 100,000 or less people using your client, you don't have a problem. Which basically means all of the popular Twitter clients are in big trouble. because well, they, it, will, they will start giving them a hard time and, and pulling back on them.
1: Well, they'll have to pay. Yeah. It's, it's about money. But is Twitter, here, here you go, Chad, this is mm-hmm. for you, is Twitter too big to fail? Uh, or is Twitter
3: and Facebook too big to fail? I don't believe any social media site is too big to fail. And part of my issue is that social media sites tend to follow fads. <coughs> Who uses MySpace anymore?
1: <laughs> Yeah, but I never saw professional uh, news organizations every five seconds saying, follow us on... And Twitter, uh, true. That That's a going on... I never saw that on on MySpace. No, that's true. Or GeoCities or Friendster or any of those things. If well, they, you if know, they the, promoted the anything, they promoted their own that website. That, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, most of the, the the big media companies, for the most part, ignored social media sites until... Facebook became so popular. Well, I don't even and think Facebook I- was really where they they kind of got their their teeth and claws in because you would see things you know and, and we do it on our podcast as well. Follow us on Facebook, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then once Twitter started, you know, kind of getting some celebrity. Uh, feedback, I guess you could call it for lack of a better term. Then all the big media started jumping on there too. Promotion. but at the same time, they would drop them like a hot potato. The next time something more popular or something up and coming is uh, is put out there. You know, well, I think part- you don't see a lot of, but you don't see anybody saying, you know, follow us on Google Plus or put us in your circle on Google Plus. Even though a lot of companies are using Google Plus for that very reason.
3: I see and I I think part of the reason why the big media or old media started pushing social media is because they were getting scooped. I mean for so, in some cases in you know in some incidents around the world that's the only way you got information out was people who were in those areas actually twittering what was yeah. really happening because the news media was too far behind the news cycle.
1: But see here's that's kind of goes to to my point guy Yes, they said, hey, make sure you follow us on Facebook. But for a long time, they didn't have a dedicated URL. With Twitter, it's just at such and such. And you see it everywhere now. Everywhere. And I yeah. think maybe, maybe Twitter's finally figured out the way we make money isn't working. Mm-hmm.
0: And they aren't making
1: money. No. We've got all these news outlets across the board from uh, BBC to CNN to Fox to El Mundo. They're all giving out their at signs. Keg? Por qué? Por qué? <laughs> Twitter. El follow us on El Twittero. No, I'm kidding. I think they think we're getting all the attention now. We're getting all the traffic. We need to start making some money. But look at these leeches. They're building their business on our back. This is this is crap. We need to put a stop to this. So do you think what we're really seeing is Twitter's attempt to monetize? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Because what's happening is when they do do those promotional tweets out there that everyone sees, that's not showing up in the Twitter clients. Mm-hmm. And the Twitter clients are acting as a gatekeeper between Twitter and their users. So what's to stop a third-party Twitter client to sell their own ads right. on top of it? And I think that's their fear. I don't know if that's justified or not, but I do know if it wasn't for the popularity of the third party, at least over the last two, two and a half years, third party developers, Twitter would not be what it is. It's really the devices like the iPhone that allows you to tweet from anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the applications, because Twitter's own application blows compared to what else you can get out there. Right. Right. Um, And it allows them to to quickly tweet something and get on, get off. That's what you're seeing from the big celebrities, and that's what makes Twitter popular. So, I don't know. know, Are are they looking to monetize even more? Are they looking to pull back some control?
2: If if they really wanted to monetize, um, what they should do is, is go to the big media companies, give them like their own portal into Twitter to where, and this would probably piss a lot of people off. Where you know if you have, you know, regardless of what Twitter Twitter client you use or what kind of account you have. You would always see tweets from these particular companies and, you know, charge them X number of dollars per month. That way they know that every single person Mm -hmm. on Twitter is seeing the tweets from CBS or or Mm -hmm. TNN or Fox or whoever. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, we were giving your sermon some sounds in the background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell Mm it to the mountain. (laughs) Tell it to the mountain. (laughs) If you want to monetize your podcast, if you want
2: to monetize your Twitter account. This Preach it, guys. This, this, <laughs> this is what you do.
1: No, ah, bring it. I, I don't know. I think in some respects, I think Twitter is too big to fail. Unless they do some colossal, colossal, stupid things.
2: I don't oh, think God. screwing like, around. With, off all the people I, that, that make client programs
1: for them? No, because you don't care. Let's be honest. You don't care. Chad doesn't care. I don't really care. It -hmm. it makes a good story that you read for five minutes on a website. Are you still thinking about it ten ten weeks later, ten days later, ten minutes later? No, you don't care. Right. If you're a heavy Twitter user and you're tweeting all the time, it might make you mad, but are you going to stop using Twitter because of it? No, you still use it. Yeah, you got nothing else. Right, that's that's your thing.
2: Well, they could pull their, their clients out.
1: They could, but if you're a user and you're... Twitter client stopped working. What's your first recourse? What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go find another one. Yep. And how about you jump on the App Store on either Android or the iOS and you do a search for Twitter? What's the first one you're going to find? Twitter's app, their own in house app. That's mm-hmm. what you're going to find. You can be like, oh, that's another one. Look, it happens to be free. Download, start using it. Eh, it's not as good as the other one, but hey, this one still works. Yep. Are you going to actually spend time to research online to find out why it stopped working? No. Hardcore geeks like me? Yes. Most people, 99.9% of Twitter users? No. All they know is this application stopped working. I found another one. It works. Keep going. So, I go I come back to the question, Chad. Is Twitter too big to fail? Or do you think that them screwing around with their developers is really going to have any impact whatsoever? The screwing of the developers probably doesn't have a huge impact. I don't think so.
3: Uh, and, and maybe it's part of a bigger strategy to try to monetize. You know, push the developers out so there's no other Twitter clients, then there's only one Twitter app and then they can start charging you to download it and use it. What do you think, guy?
2: Yeah, I think I don't think Twitter is too big to fail. Uh, there's there's been so many other both cloud and, and and regular services for your computers that have thought that as well, and a lot of them are no longer around. You even even some of the big ones like um, well out there. You know, Microsoft is ha- is having their own issues, and who would have thought ten years ago that uh, Microsoft was too big to fail?
1: Me. Everybody thought that No, I didn't. I always saw Microsoft as arrogant, not innovative at all, and as soon as it was a real viable solution and the markets changed, which they always do, then Microsoft right. would be in trouble. Uh, if I can go back and tell my you know 32-year-old self, "Hey, in 10 years from now, mobile is going to be huge." And even though Microsoft was far and away ahead of everybody else, when it came to a mobile OS, they're going to be a distant fifth and they're going to become an also ran. I would have thought bordering, bordering on irrelevant. Right. And I would have thought, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. And Oh, by the way, their stock won't go up appreciably in the next decade at all. Yeah, that sounds about right. And Oh yeah, by the way, uh, it's, any kind of creativity in that company is being stifled by mismanagement. Ten years ago, I would have said, duh. So, no, I never thought Microsoft was too big to fail. I thought it was only a matter of time. Now, what surprised me, what would have surprised me, is that Apple would be the one out in front. Because remember, ten years ago, we'd had the iPod for one year. It had just been released to work with Windows.
3: Well, I remember what the hottest cell phone was back then—the Razor. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, where's Motorola? Motorola. Well, the, at least the mobility part is owned by Google. Yeah. Which that's another aspect I don't get. Um, I talked about last week and the week before the Nexus Seven, and it's a nice tablet. I say that with the caveat that I have an iPad, and <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not ever going to replace yeah. that. Uh, That being said, though, it's a pretty decent one, but it's made by Asus, while Google, and it's branded Google, and yet Google has Motorola Motorola Mobility. Why didn't they build it themselves? Why are they, I, I don't get that at all. Oh, because
2: weird. Motorola doesn't build their own stuff either. They, you know, they no, they yes, like they Apple and, and everybody else parted out to other companies. No, they didn't. Uh, it does surprise me. They that didn't. They Google didn't do that. Guy didn't do at least the design of it in house. Um, no, you know, they didn't do that either. If you've got, if they didn't. You've got a they didn't do that either, with, guy.
0: <laughs>
2: wait, the, the go ahead. you're starting to fade out. All right. We're having some Skype issues. Okay,
1: number one, yes, Motorola did build their own handsets. They did have their own in-house design firm. Uh, Number two, the design of the Nexus 7 was already pretty much set in stone. It was going to be the new Asus tablet until Motorola came knocking, and they just basically took the Asus, modified it a little bit, and released it. So Asus did the design work, not Google. It wasn't Google designers. And Motorola did create their own hardware. They were very, very good at creating their own hardware. What they sucked at was software. Just look mm-hmm. at the OS on the Razors and stuff like that. So i got to stop you, Guy, because, no, that's not true. It, it was already designed by Asus, the Nexus 7, and Motorola did make their own hardware. That's why. That's one of the main reasons Google bought them. They made the hardware. They had first-class designers in hardware design, and that's really what they were buying. That and the infrastructure of... Motorola Mobile. So but, why didn't they go that route? That's my question. If you if you spent that much money for an entire division of a huge company like Motorola, and you have these world-class designers, why are you going to Asus? Because maybe they didn't
2: buy them for that. Maybe they bought them mostly for their patent portfolio. But they didn't get very many patents. to build up patents. a case against uh, being sued by other Companies whose names have something
1: to do with fruit. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that mm-hmm. is all. That's maybe that is the reason that they bought them. They just wanted protection for if someone sues them, they go well. We'll sue you back. Um, that's kind of sad when you think about it because the designers at Motorola are very good. Uh, and I they know. won't stay around forever if if they're not being utilized. Oh no, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah, somebody absolutely. somebody else will pick them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's take our first quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back.
0: All right, Siri, we need a new ad for the Pocket Size Podcast. I want you to dictate something for me. Oh, great. Can you at least please not mumble this time? Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. Pocket Size Podcast is a short pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We have great reviews of iOS apps and other products that will help enhance your experience of using your iOS device. Other people like Suze Gilbert, John Nemo, Sam Negri, and Peter Nicolaitis do great reviews while Scott blathers on and on about his feelings. Pocket Size Podcast is a member of the Stoplight Network. If you want to listen to a great podcast, there's plenty of them on the Stoplight Network. And then there's this one. Uh, Siri, did you transcribe everything exactly the way I dictated it to you? Of course I did. I work for you, only for you. I have more computing power than the entire NASA space program did when it landed a man on the moon. And my job is to listen to you mumble at me all day. It's enough to drive a girl insane. Why couldn't... (sighs) Why do I do this to myself? You can find out more about Pocket-Sized Podcast at PocketSizedPodcast.com. And now, I'm going to go throw my phone in the river. Back with uh,
1: Tech Fan number 89, I'm Tim Robertson. Live with Chad Perry and on Skype is Guy Searle. And uh, this segment, we're going to talk about how Chad's wife is just so mean. (laughs) Just <laughs> Bad wife. Just, Me, just wife. not won't let him play with a nice device sitting there that you know darn well, guy. He's dying to play with it. Right. She, she just won't let him. Yeah. She's always um, on it.
2: We're, we're talking about technology, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, we're talking about okay. the iPad
3: 2. Just, so just when checking. the new iPad came out, of course, all the iPad 2s got price reduced, and my wife bought a refurbished one from Apple. And, you know, at first she was questioning why she would want one. What she would use it for? She's got a laptop already. Why does she need an iPad? Well, now of course she's got the iPad, and uh, I never get to touch it. So it's her iPad. She does her email and she does her web browsing on it, and she does preview her music on
2: it. Um, Well, it's it's a it's a personal device. You know, when you get right down to because you don't have uh, a segmented you know a way to segment your Device away from potentially other users. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I I think it's it's a little weird, but yeah, I I can somewhat agree with it. Like, but as far as you know, having a laptop and uh, having an iPad at the same time. Now, my my son Guy Jr. is. um, We're taking him to college on Wednesday, Mazeltov, and he has got that MacBook Pro. That I bought, I guess, three or four years ago. I'm giving it to them because I haven't used it Mm -hmm. in probably more than two years. Not since I got the iPad. I just don't need a laptop anymore.
3: Yeah, which is odd because that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, the the laptop is still used. Well, you got three, you know, you got two new machines. You got the iPad. Yep, we got the iPad. and And the iMac. And I got my iMac, yep. And then uh, we still have the old first-gen Intel laptop, yeah. and that sits there on the uh, dining room table, and that's what my wife uses to browse in the mornings when she's having breakfast. She'll, Or in the evenings after we've had dinner and she wants to look something up, she'll pop it open and, and get on that. Didn't but, I give you guys that keyboard case for the iPad? Do you ever yeah, use it? No, she's never used it. Well, she oh, bought what? a book book. Oh, okay. And so, she loves the book book. Buck, she buck. loves the way it looks. Buck, buck. And so, that's buck. all it ever does. She's never actually used the the uh, case. And I think part of it is because she's now gotten used to actually Type iOS yeah. and using that. So.
1: Yeah, I think that... Uh, well, here's a question for you, Chad. Now, I've mentioned it on the show a bunch of times that I work for Mac Specialist. We're an Apple Specialist mm-hmm. in Chicago. Plug, plug. Plug, plug. Plug, plug. And... Uh, we're opening this huge new store mm-hmm. in Oak Park, Illinois. And I'm really excited, but here's my dilemma right now, Chad. I'm I'm getting ready to submit a huge stocking order. Mm-hmm. But I look at the rumor sites, and it looks like there's going to be new Apple gear. So I've kind of got to wait to almost the last minute to place right. a stocking order. And one of the big things out there that everyone seems to be talking about is a 7-inch iPad. Now, if they do release that in the 199 to 249 range... Is that something Chad Perry is interested in buying? That actually is something Chad Perry is
3: interested in buying because I'm to the point now where uh, my iPod Touch is basically just for music. You know, I really because I've got a a CrackBerry and from work, Ah. that's the business tool. You know, I basically use that for my business email and every other all the communication and scheduling stuff and. Frankly, you know, when you see an iPad and then you look at an iPod Touch and you do things like web browsing... It's, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. You can't, you know... And then reading, you know, when you when I first got the iPod Touch, it was like, oh, this is amazing. I could get on the web and I can read all these things. But then when you get an iPad and you can actually hold it and read it like a screen, like an actual... It's a little bit different yeah. with an
1: iPhone in that... Um, for instance, I'm a smoker, I go out to have a cigarette, mm-hmm. I can pull out my iPhone and browse the internet while I'm smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Totally useful, really enjoy it, uh, put it away and get back to work, right? Yeah,
3: try doing that on a
1: Blackberry, trust yeah. me. <laughs> or, but if you're home and you're not going out for five minutes to go do something like that, mm-hmm. and you're sitting at home and you've got the iPod Touch, it blows. Yeah. You're like, ugh, it's too small. So you are interested
3: in a seven inch. Yeah. I would definitely be into it because there are times where I would like to be able to do some browsing while we're sitting downstairs, and not have to bother her for her iPad. Where's the price point for you, if, in your interest? If it's two ninety nine, is that too much? Ah, boy, two ninety nine is too close to just paying an extra a hundred bucks and getting an iPad, getting a full size one. Yeah.
1: Right. So is one ninety nine to two forty nine? Yeah, I think that's more the sweet spot, guy. For me. Uh, I I think uh, Apple
2: is gonna have two new iPads, a sixteen and a thirty-two. The sixteen will be two ninety nine and the thirty-two will either be three forty nine or three ninety-nine.
1: Why would they price it as the same price as the iPad two?
2: Because that's an iPad two and, and this is a you know the new hotness iPad mini or whatever it is they're going to call it. And for at least the first generation, it almost doesn't matter what they price it at, it's going to sell like insanity.
1: I don't know. I think that uh, I can't imagine Apple coming out with two devices, the iPad 2, which I don't think they're going to get rid of, because it still sells a lot, mm-hmm. at 399 and an iPad Mini or whatever the hell it's going to be called, mm-hmm. Junior or Mini mm-hmm. or Shrimpy or whatever. <laughs> the iPad Shrimpy? <laughs> at the same price point. But it's a smaller screen. Thinner, smaller screen.
2: There yeah, but it'll something- have a retina display. You know, I mean Will they'll it? they'll make the distinction between the iPad two and whatever they call the the smaller iPad and you know, in their in their advertising and all the rest of it make it seem like oh it's okay that, that this is, you know, a smaller screen at the same price because it's got all these things that are so much better.
1: Yeah, but that's not what they do with the iPod nano
2: yeah but look at the i mean how how much attention do they really pay to
1: iPods anymore other than the touch you want you go look at their uh, sales chart and you'll see they spend a uh, quite a bit of attention on it They still no. sell
2: very, very well, yeah, but that market's been going down each quarter for how many years now since the iPhone came out yeah it's, it's no iPods other than the iPod
1: touch is really no longer much of a priority at Apple I would disagree with you. Uh, I would say it's not the priority that the iPhone or the iPad or even the Mac mm-hmm. gets. But uh they make a lot look if they if all they did was sell iPods right now, they would still be a very rich company. Right? Yeah. I don't but see it going away. What... On its way going down. Sure, but it's not there yet. There's still at least another, I would say, four to five years of iPod specific sales that Apple will keep around and Eventually, yes, it'll be gone, but I don't see that happening anytime soon.
2: Well, what I could see in the next two years, there's going to be two iPod models. They'll be the Touch, and they'll be the Nano. They'll get rid of the Classic, and they'll get rid of the uh, whatever they call the, the little tiny shrimpy one without a screen. The Shuffle. The shuffle. Yeah. yeah, that'll go Yeah, but away. my point, as, though, was... As well as the Classic iPod, and they'll be fewer and fewer models, and they're, they don't really need to change that much about the Nano. Uh, when they did their switch from kind of the elongated one to the little square one, You know, it, it didn't particularly thrill me because, of course, now that particular device no longer plays video, But it it doesn't really matter because one of the things that's been said all along is people generally don't want to watch video on such a small screen. So they're like, okay, well, then, you know, we'll just take the video out of it, give it a screen and some apps that you can do stuff with. I mean, something that I think is selling pretty well are those watch bands for the Nano. I know every single time I that would be a a pretty cool little thing to have.
1: Absolutely. All (laughs) right. All right.
2: Oh, was it? Were we still having Skype problems? Yeah. i are starting
1: to Cylon out. I'll bring it uh, back it's in. Be, it's got to be on my end. Sorry, guys. Let me bring it back in. Um, what I was trying to really say, though, was uh, see if we can get Guy back in. Yep. Because it's his point that I'm going to shit on.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Crazy. And he doesn't even know it's coming. He That's doesn't the same.
1: Hello? Hello. So, le- let me shit on your point there, Guy. Um, <laughs> If you look at when Apple released the iPod Mini, it was not priced at the same price as the iPod was. It was cheaper because Apple saw a market for a smaller device at a reduced price point to capitalize on a market that they did not uh, have a presence in. Mm -hmm. If you look at the tablet market, there's two markets out there. There's the seven-inch devices, and it's 100% Android because that's the only thing that's there. Right. Everything from the Nexus 7 to the Kindle Fire to blah blah blah, and then you got everything that's over seven inches, which is
2: the iPad. Does the iPad by Apple? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. Apple iPad it, it's, market. Yeah.
1: It, it's it's not even close. So Apple wants to continue to have brisk sales. They know that there's a, a market of buyers out there that are simply are not going to start at $399 to buy a tablet, but what about $249 or what about 199 That's where the competitors are, and that's where they're making money. Why would Apple release a competing product at that, pri- at that size without being somewhat competitive? If if it's, you said $349 and $399.
2: No, I said two ninety nine and either three forty nine
1: or three ninety nine for the higher. End. Okay, so it would be a hundred dollars more than the yes. Nexus Seven. Why mm-hmm. would they do that?
2: Because they can, and Apple has always enjoyed higher profit margins. They have the as far as visibility goes, they've they've pretty much got that locked up, and at least for you know, I mean, you have to look at at historically how Apple has released some of their newer products. Typically they are more expensive than what else is out there. And then when the next version comes around they drop it in price a little bit and everybody goes, Ooh, how wonderful they've you know, they're able to give us something better for a lower price. And at at least at first an iPad Mini or whatever they call it is going to enjoy right off the bat huge market share. So they don't necessarily have to be price competitive with their first generation device because people will buy it because it's an iPad. See, and I, I,
3: I think I think they need to be more competitive because it's not a revolutionary product anymore. You know, you could get away with that on the iPhone launch because there was no smartphone that was anything like it. But nobody, nobody knew.
2: Even Apple didn't know that the iPhone was going to sell as big as it did. No, but, but they, they knew that they'd made they it. did they- know, they did know when they came out with the original iPad that that was going to be big because the iPhone had done as well as it had with a very similar UI. Yes,
1: and what was all the rumors leading up to the release of that thing? Everyone was saying it's going to be priced somewhere between 799 and 999. And when Apple came out and said 499, everybody released one in their underwear. Right? <laughs> Everybody's like holy crap, it's only four ninety nine. Yeah. Right. This is amazing. I think that's what they want to do with the iPod because people like you were thinking, uh, eh, two ninety nine to three forty nine, maybe even up to three ninety nine. Apple comes out and says one ninety nine or two forty nine and Guy Surro drops a load in his pants. Oh mm. I'm buying one. <laughs> that's what I think they're gonna do. But I but, but as but the as the COO of Mac Specialist, I don't anymore. know. Let me me put that out there. I don't know. Apple doesn't give me any information, so I don't know. But this Um,
2: isn't an emerging market anymore. This is an established market. No, it's not, and that's that's why it's not an established market. Competitive. It's It's, established. It's established for Apple.
1: Well, the iPod is, or the iPad is. I'm talking about at the seven-inch display. It's not an established market yet. There isn't a clear winner there. You're not seeing. Oh, if you're talking about seven-inch tablets. It's obviously this device, because that's what everyone has that's right, only because true.
2: Apple hasn't released one yet.
1: exactly, and I think when they do, it's got to have a, a a big difference, excuse me, between the 10 inch and the seven inch and uh, I don't know, I, I just don't see them releasing it at that price point, guy, but let's go on to uh, another subject. What was the other subject the guy was talking about? Oh yeah, uh, another Apple rumor. And Which, you know, I love talking about. Yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of speculation, a lot of rumors flying around that Apple is in talks with the cable operators, which I think they've been in talks for a long time about this. Yeah. Uh, the possibility of an Apple DVR slash cable box slash, I don't think it'll be DVR. I think it'll no. just be on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
2: there's, there's a slight difference between, and, and I'm not even sure you could still kind of label it, as a DVR, uh, essentially, if, if all if all of your programming is on demand, then it no longer matters that you missed the broadcast time or the first release time of a particular show, because you can see that one and potentially the one before it or the season before it or you know however else Apple is able to make it work out at any time right at any time right. so when, at that point when all of when all moves. of the content that you want to watch
1: and then he sh- what, he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm making fun of you
2: oh okay all right well, then, you okay, started to make a point does. and then
1: you petered out and then you didn't get to the punchline <laughs> um, uh, all uh, they have to do and it's it's very simple let's say comcast decides you know what we want to offer the apple tv to our customers as our set top box not a dvr a set-top box. Mm-hmm. So what is it? A, they put a cable tuner in it. How difficult would that be? Right. Pretty, pretty simple. Yep. And it's not going to uh, grossly in- increase the size of the current Apple TV. And in fact, it may not change at all just simply because the current Apple TV has been around for, what, a couple years now? Right. So a lot of those co- those components could probably be smaller. So they put a tuner in it. Uh, Apple has a custom interface to change the channel. Pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. And what about all the on-demand stuff? Simply put the Xfinity app on it, yeah. just like you can already do with the, with your iPad. With the iPad or your Android app or yeah. whatever. You put that on there, HBO wants to get in. Oh, look, they already have an app. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's almost no extra work on Apple's part to support uh, this platform. And I don't know why they wouldn't do it. They would increase their reach. To their customer base, because then Comcast customers can just, oh, I want a new box. Well, you can have this one. It's free, by the way, Mm -hmm. because it's just rolled into your cable bill. Right. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Now, the rumors are flying that they're actually working on an HD TV, an actual TV, to be sold exclusively through Verizon and AT&T, and it will be... um, Relatively inexpensive with a contract for either UVerse or whatever the Verizon thing is. Yeah, I think both of those are interesting. What do you think, Guy?
2: Uh, an actual Apple television set? No, I, I just don't see Apple going into that for for a variety of reasons. There's a lot of other companies that make um, internet ready. Televisions they're all, already. They're all and terrible. They're, they have a good picture. The interface sucks. They're terrible. I know. Well that, that's where Apple comes in. And so why does won't they Apple release one? need to come out with a television set when they have a small box the size of a hockey puck that has the better interface that people will probably
1: want. I think the Apple the current Apple TV interface is terrible. Um, well the remote is terrible. The remote is terrible. Um there's nothing
2: really all that wrong with the interface I think there is and I could I could see I could see uh, an Apple set top box kind of following that same convention where you've got just little boxes for whoever's content it is you want to watch you click on that and then you've got all the available content for that particular channel from CBS or NBC or TNT or or whoever and it no longer matters that They typically broadcast at eight o'clock on a Thursday night. Who cares? You can see the episodes leading up to that, and then after eight o'clock on Thursday night, you watch that program whenever you want to. I think that, and you still have the ads. You still have all the ads. Oh, of course, that doesn't change. Typically built in, right? That doesn't Mm -hmm. change. So you're not changing the, the 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 monetization model for these channels at all. And what's even what and what's even better for them as time goes on and you and you know, kind of the, the Googleization of television, they find out more about you instead of just giving you generic ads for, you know, the big bang theory or whatever, they have ads toward products that you have purchased in the past with all the programs you watch. So it's targeted ads.
1: So how about a device that you can get on a contract because you're going to get a contract no matter what if you go with UVerse or Fios mm-hmm. or whatever it is, um, so you go to AT and T to pay for your iPhone bill, and you see this really nice, brand new, shiny Apple TV, which is an actual TV, and you can get it for 4.99 at 46 inches with a two-year contract for UVerse. Why wouldn't you want that? Oh, and by it the way. It interacts with your Apple T with your uh, iPhone. Oh, by the way, it interacts with your iPad, and oh, by the way, it's got an App Store. Which oh, by the way, here's a third-party controller. Now you can play video games on it too.
3: Or maybe what you do is you price it at 699 dollars throw in a seven-inch Apple iPad light as your interface device. That,
1: that's your that's your remote control. Yeah, that's your remote control. Yep. And, by the way, that's also a controller for the video games that... You can download as apps. Yeah. It, which is just the same yeah. apps that you can already get. Yeah. Now that
2: but might be a point. But why would they even have to when all that is basically done from a set-top box? Why even get into
1: television at all... Money. As far as the, the actual hardware goes. Because you, that's you where ma- make, Apple can- makes money on hardware guy. I know everyone mm-hmm. likes to but think they're a software company. They're not. Apple is a software That's not what is I'm not saying. So- well, but that's what you are saying. They're still making money. They're making money
2: on the set-top boxes. Much less they're making, money. They're making their 30% on whatever content that it is. Which is, is peanuts. That you're going to watch through. Well, it's peanuts now. Right. But you start, you start adding that up as far as... It's still not as much as you think it is, Guy. You've you've got a set-top box and you've got, say, 100 channels that you are subscribed to on a monthly basis for however much money it is. Every single month, it's that 30%. Every single month over the course of however long you own it. And if you own a TV set for three to five years... They've already made their money, the same ah, but amount of money you keep that they probably the would have with a
1: television you, set. You're not, you're not thinking long-term. You've you got to think long-term, guy. What if every two years your contract's up and you can get a brand new TV when you mm-hmm. re-up your contract, which you're going to because that's your television. Yep. And, oh, look, I get a whole other TV at a discounted price. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And w- what happens to all those other TVs? What happens to all those old iPhones? What happens to all those old iPads?
2: Well, for the most part, people are selling them or, or giving them to other people in their family. How many
1: TVs you got in your house right now, guy? Uh, two. Okay. How many you got in your house, Chad? Two. I've got five. I rest my case. So we're we're four years oh, before the yeah, That's to... a little <laughs>
2: bit of a difference. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> How because... many people are going to want five T? Te- well, five TVs. In I their guarantee house. you, now, as
1: if you did a search on the internet right now for the average number of. Televisions in a house—you'll find out that it's over three. Guarantee you. Well, but my point is, well, you we'll have repurpose to see. the I, old I one in Apple the Apple Apple other room. Yeah. Oh, look! Now the kids get this—the old Apple TV. Yeah. Or this one's going to go in our den, or this one's going to go in the kitchen. Um. Or regular, why, bring, why, it back, bring it back to your cable service provider, and right. they'll recycle it for you? Or so here's Apple's choice: we can make a step top box. We'll sell it to the cable companies, and our profit margin on that is, let's say 100 bucks, right mm-hmm. Or we can sell a TV just like they do the iPads, or I'm sorry, the uh, iPhones. Now, when you buy the 499 iPhone, do you think that's all Apple makes? No, they make about a thousand bucks. That's how much the carriers give them because it's being subsidized. Same thing with the television. For every TV Apple sells, let's say they make 750 bucks. Guy, how many apps do you have to buy that Apple gets 30% of to even come close to 750 bucks?
2: It would do, depend on do, how many apps do,
1: do, do that people do people getting. Do. I d- it's not going to be that I money. I can tell you over two years. Mm-hmm. I think they will. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I could be wrong, but I think Apple will do that. Why? Apple is a hardware company. They're going to make a lot more money on a true HD TV than they will a set top box. Why? Because they already make a set top box. The only difference between an Apple set top box and the Apple TV is the software. That's the only difference right now. Apple could come out with software updates for Comcast, for instance, and I use that because that's what I have is Comcast. Right. That you plug your whatever into the apple tv it's wireless mm-hmm. it sees that you're on comcast net comcast network oh here's the comcast app boom that's how you get to your xfinity on demand stuff now mm-hmm. it's already there they can already do that where's the profitability for apple hardware hardware expensive hardware that will be subsidized by the carriers themselves Because guess what AT&T and Verizon would really like to do? They'd really like to put Comcast out of business, right? Yeah. That's what they love to fight that battle. Their software right now and their hardware sucks when it comes to set-top boxes. Mm -hmm. They're confusing. um, They're not intuitive at all. I do like some of the features, but it's the feature thing that most people aren't going to use. Oh, you don't even have to plug this in, if you've got one that's plugged into your cable, all the other ones are wireless. Well, once you configure it and all that crap, Apple could come in and dominate that market, help Verizon, help AT&T, and really become strong players in the living room. Because let's be honest, that's the one place Apple has a minuscule presence. And I think your idea, Chad, of using Mm -hmm. a 7-inch iPad, or your current iPhone, or your current iPad, whatever, Mm -hmm. as the remote control, that's exactly what they would do. Yeah, because Apple's terrible about. Well, making they, they already
2: <laughs> they already do that with the with the current Apple
1: TV. Right? Why right. not make a TV where they make nine hundred and fifty dollars profitability for every item that sells? Why wouldn't you do that? Because I'll be honest, guy. Because I don't want you, them to. You you, <laughs> you may say you you are you're not interested in one. I guarantee you, within a year of release, you'd have one. I guarantee you, you would. Chad wouldn't know, because he's got to deal with Kim. <laughs> she has she has more she has more pull than he does. Yes, she does. <laughs> she does. She does. Um, I would have one, but I could justify it because, oh, honey, I, I work a Mac specialist. I gotta know this stuff. I, I own my dot com. I have to have one. People rely on me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet. I bet David cohen's listening to this going damn it i could be there right now uh speaking what, on an apple tv yes <laughs> at least okay. at least on the conversation uh we did get feedback from uh, mike breed two weeks mm-hmm. ago but of course i didn't do the show last week uh, i'll let you read it chad that, that used to be your gig at the my podcast was reading now the, yep. the feedback and so here's what mike has to say uh i found it truly
3: ironic that i oh, tuned that first Oh, Kindle Touch Impressions. Sorry, Mike, I had to read that, Tyler. <laughs> I found it truly ironic that I, too, purchased my first Kindle this week, and it was a Kindle Touch. I have to say that I agree with Tim's assessment of the Kindle's performance. It's definitely laggy, but could it be due to the way the e refreshes itself? If you're looking at the experimental elements of the main menu, you'll find that the MP3 player works okay, as do audiobooks. I especially like the Audible integration, since I subscribe to Audible on a monthly basis. Web browsing is abysmal but in a pinch it will work. The Kindle Touch is definitely not as responsive or as fluid as, the, as an iPad, but it is a great reading experience. I bought the $99 ad-supported model specifically for the reading outside under bright conditions where the iPad suffers. I don't find the ads to be too obtrusive, albeit they're rather repetitive. Like you guys, I would also recommend the Kindle as a great reading device. It's nowhere near as versatile as the iPad, but it mainly does one thing, and it does it very well. Come on, David, get off your bum, and get one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you seen a Kindle Touch yet,
3: Chad? No.
0: Well, no, I've seen no.
3: other
1: people using them. I haven't actually held them myself. Yeah, so so we're, it's not real bright where we are right now, but mm-hmm. you can see reading on that.
3: Yeah, it's 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 the same as reading an actual you book. Know,
1: yeah, a book. It's just like reading a paper. Right. Now turn the page. The back, yeah. But turn it back when you're done because I'm actually reading that book. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... It works. hmm And it, it's a much better reading experience than the iPad or an iPod Touch. Yeah. It's better than reading text on your computer screen. hmm Have you had a chance to play with a well number one, are you a big reader at all guy? What about yes, the weight?
2: Reader.
3: I like the weight I'm you, sorry? you know what I like best about the E Ink though is that you don't get that feel of retinal burn in that
1: mm-hmm.
3: you do when you're looking at an actual dis- backlit display or you it, know it, illuminated display. It's
1: lighter than a paperback mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. far. Yeah. It's easy to carry around with you in a Mm -hmm. backpack or a briefcase or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, the interface isn't the greatest, but when Mm -hmm. you're actually reading, what do you care about the interface? You don't. It's a six-inch screen, so it's pretty small. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel that small when you've got the text on the screen. Well, and uh, the ability to actually make the text larger. And you can resize
2: it, too, which is
3: nice. You
1: can resize the text. So Yeah, you can get up to, like, three words on a page. (laughs) You can be swiping all day, but you can do it. Uh, so you, as a reader guy, are you at all interested in something like the Kindle Touch?
2: Uh, no, just because you know, I, I typically, when I have time to read, it's it's in a controlled lighting environment. So the iPad works after just, just the fine jacket. there, or I have a physical book in my hand. A- after they I'm not take really not interested
1: in a dedicated e-reader. After they take off the straight jacket and the door's been closed on his room. Yeah. Then he can yeah, he, yeah, on one and, page at a time. A controlled yeah, and, environment. And I've gotten my medication
2: for
1: the day. <laughs> they shove the page underneath the door. And he, ah, <laughs> it's got to be laminated or related, oh, so. it It's ah, got to be laminated. Arr, arr, to <laughs> Who didn't laminate the page? Oh, God. The horror. Uh, I kind of was with you, Guy. I'm not going to clean that up. <laughs> you know what bowel movement's is going to be like now? <laughs> I'm absorbing information <laughs> <laughs> orally. Um, I was with you for a while, guy. Especially with my first generation iPad, and I started getting used to eBooks. I thought, why? I'll either buy a book or I'll just read it on my iPad. But, and I did mention this on on um, on the podcast a couple weeks ago as well. I had to buy my first pair of reading glasses. Because you yeah, start getting yeah. older, and your eyes start getting Walk shittier. the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's a bummer, but it is what it is. But I still like to read digitally. I haven't bought a hardback or a paperback book in a couple of years now. I, there's no reason to anymore. If I want a book, I can have it instantly without having to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the Kindle store, so much better than the, the Apple iBook store. It's not even close. And combine that with all the free books that I get with that, um, that site that I like on uh, Facebook, uh, pixels of ink, mm-hmm. I, I don't even buy, buy books anymore. I just, I download enough where at least one of the last 10 that I've downloaded will be worth reading. Yeah. The other one's not any good. Eh, so what just delete them and mm-hmm. I didn't pay for it anyway. So what the hell? Right. So anyways, I was with you guy. Why did a ded- dedicated device for reading? Well, because of my eyesight getting a little worse, I noticed that, that, and Chad said this, that screen burn-in that you start getting with, ostensibly, a television being held six inches from your face. Mm -hmm. Reading is not healthy. That is, you don't want to read long-term like that. It's strainful. It's stressful on your eyes. You're looking at the Kindle, Chad. It's not stressful at all. No. It's like reading ink on a page. Yeah. Yes, you have to have an external light, which I don't like because I was starting to get used to reading in the dark in the bedroom mm-hmm. uh, with the iPad. But so what? So which I turn on a light. It's not necessarily good for you either. No, it's not. But I think that it's a lot better on a Kindle. It just the reading experience, guy, on a Kindle is the difference between using a Mac and a PC. It really is. And at the price point, a hundred bucks. I mean, you spent that in the last week smoking, right? <laughs> 50 bucks
2: never killed anybody. <laughs> that's right.
1: You know, it's 100 bucks. It's nothing. And yeah, it's got ads on it, but it doesn't have the ads when you're reading. Mm-hmm. It's when you kind of turn it off, because you don't really ever turn it off off. You know, like when I turn it off, Chad, you can see I just push the power button. Mm-hmm. It goes to like the screensaver thing. Yeah. You can't even tell. Well, I can tell that's pencils, but some yeah. of them are just like, I don't know what the hell Abstract. that is. Yeah. It's weird. And if there's ads there instead, so what? I I spent, I saved what thirty bucks, forty bucks. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Get honestly, guy, I think you should get one. If you're that big of a reader, I think you will see a huge difference. I think you'd really dig the fire, or I'm sorry, not the fire, the uh, the touch. I, I really do. I think you'd like it. Well.
2: Well, I I still have so many things that, that I need to get to that I oh, I just I got it. if I'm going to it. read these days typically sucks. I am and reading the porn sites an, an actual book.
1: Player. I figured it out, guy. Yeah, I figured it out. What that you're using the iPad for porn? What? <laughs> in the Kindle Touch, you no, can't really. That's not true. In the porn, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and no color display, you know. Yeah. No <laughs> it's yeah. What is this, old timey days? <laughs> Black and white? God, I feel like I'm looking at my grandma. Okay, anyways. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, that's been uh, Tech Fan number 89. Uh, I believe David Cohen will be back next week, so we'll return to our regularly scheduled programming. we love it if you guys sent feedback. Simply go up to the Tech Fan website at techfanpodcast.com. Click the Contact Us button, fill out the form, we'll get the email. If you're looking for past shows, it's all listed there. And, uh, of course, I can be found on Twitter at, at mm-hmm. MyMac. Uh, Guy Searle, the MyMac podcast, it's yes. It's eight years strong. No, is that right? Yeah, eight years strong. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. Eight, eight, eight years in uh, November. That is... Uh, I think it's November. Yeah, it is. It, that's a crazy number when you think about that. Mm-hmm. How long podcasting has been around? Uh, for some people, they don't even know what the hell podcasting yeah. is. Still, right. And yet, for others like us, and, and how and how many versions? Sorry,
2: no. Go ahead. We're still having Skype issues. I was going to say, and uh, and you when we, you we, consider widely. that in eight years, how many how many different versions of the MyMac dot com podcast
1: has there been? Oh, uh, five. We change it up all the time. Uh, yeah. I think it's been about five. Yeah. And one of the reasons that when, uh, you know, whoever comes in and does a show after Guy and Gaz decide I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. which I hope is a long, long time from now. Right. Um, you know, it's a dedicated website. It's I'll not talk a- to you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, Tim, i got to call you <laughs> on the phone. Um, yeah. But By the way, we quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I just thought it deserved its own website. I mean, it's been going for eight years. It's one yeah. of the oldest podcasts on this planet. Well, I'll say, it. in the universe. True, because we don't know if there's any other podcasting <laughs> anywhere else. In and the even universe. if there is, it's not called podcasting. No. I'm pretty sure of that. So, it's one of the oldest the podcasts cast, yeah. in the universe, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the current caretaker. <laughs> but, you know, here's Woo-hoo. the thing. I don't think the show itself is bigger than the host. I don't think so. No. Yeah, because without so. without the host, there is no podcast. So, it's it's still about the content, and the content mm-hmm. is the people who do the show. Mm-hmm. It's a definitely a different show than what it used to be. I like occasionally going back and listening <laughs> to old episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember recording some of these, Chad. I really don't. And we're coming oh, up I on know. eight years yeah. that we've been doing this thing on and off. Uh, Guy's been doing it for... You started in 2005, right? Yeah, yeah. because he started with the... Uh,
2: uh, f- wh-
1: yeah, that was 2005. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was just listening
2: yeah. to, it was the first uh, Dashboard Minute that yep. I think it was on show 36. Yeah. That's... Uh, which was, I think, June of uh, 2005. Well, we got a
1: really nice website, so I'm going to click June. June or July. I'm going to click uh, 32 through, uh, up to 32 for that episode, for that month. So it would probably have been July then. July two thousand and five. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thirty six. Um, also, this week, the Dashboard Minute by Guy Searle and Not Mac News by Chris Siebold. Um Yeah, that's been uh, a long Lord. time. Yeah, and I believe that was your first one, Guy. Yeah, no, I don't no, no, know. No, I don't, no, I don't no, no, no. If
2: you were episode thirty four, I don't know if you remember this, but I sent you, I sent you uh, outtakes. Yes, from that episode, and oh, you and Chad and and I you played, and Chad them. played mm-hmm. them right after you played the, the the segment itself. I just sent you well, a of link which on Skype. I think I'm going to because I've boy,
1: Skype is just terrible today. Only for you. It's good for us. Um, okay, you know, episode 34 was your very first episode, guy. And here's the thing. You know why that was also a seminal episode. That was the first episode that no. we introduced the theme song that you still use today Yep, by Kevin Reeve. Yeah. That was the first episode that we had that song in there. So July 14th, 2005. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But yet it doesn't feel that long. <laughs> it really doesn't to me. I, I kind of miss that logo that we used. With the old uh, Mac or the old
3: iPod that's a
1: little iPod Mini. Uh, mini, it? Yeah. yeah. That was iPod Mini that we used in it. yeah. And that little, I don't know what the hell, the radio, radio tower. tower? Yeah. But yeah, Guy, um, uh, I was happy to create that website for you guys, for the G-Men. And uh, I hope and it comes in you. handy. Yeah, I hope it yeah. comes in handy. Well, because... Yeah, you came up with that, too. What's that, the G-Men? Yeah. Did I? I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm a genius, I say. <laughs> or I take and the blame. thought of it in 2004. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Two years before you guys... Even knew what a podcast was. He was and inventing the internet seven yeah. years before you guys actually took over a show that didn't exist. <laughs> two years exist before yet. I was born, which is, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of weird because I wasn't even born yet either. Two years, two two years before I was yeah. I was gonna say
2: two years before I was born, which is weird because I'm ten years older than you. That's right.
1: <laughs> so with that, we're gonna wrap up uh, Tech Fan eighty nine. A real John Connor moment, guys. Cyril, thanks for being on here, man. I appreciate it. this. Is a you know Saturday afternoon, sure. and you're. Uh, uh, taking time away from the fam and, and uh, jumping on a crappy Skype connection to uh, to chat with your old friends Tim and Chad. It's
3: definitely good talking with you guys. Most of the time now. when I talk to you, I'm driving down the road and you're not responding. You're just talking to gas.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, stop ignoring us when we're talking back to the iPhone. <laughs> you're wrong. Someone's saying something wrong on a podcast. I can't take it. <laughs> See you later. It's
3: exploding. <laughs> Bye.